Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi Welcome to the Young Smirks podcast. I'm with Sheikh Said Ragi. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh. Alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Sheikh, I'm sorry, I've got Buna. <laughs> Just one minute, Sheikh. Assalamu alaikum, bro. How are you doing? Inna ka la tahdiman ahbabata walakinna Allah yahdiman yasha. Alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How's it going? See you again. Yeah, good to see you, Shay. <laughs> we're in the Sakina Center, the Sakina Community Center. Yes. This is your center in well, Toronto. Welcome to Canada. Yeah. Yeah. It's your first time. It's my first time. Alhamdulillah. How do you like the snow outside? Yeah, Alhamdulillah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's nice, but you know it gets a bit too much sometimes. It's too cold freezing, for you. Freezing, freezing. You know me. I'm an African. I love Africa. So from from Uganda to Cold minus Canada, 10, and the minus. heat of it's cold. Mm. Yeah. So, Sheikh, I want I wanted to pick your brains today. Um, you know, I was with you you the other day, and I was was taking a car journey, maybe 30, 40 minutes, and you received like three phone calls from Muslim sisters who they've got children who are doubting Islam or even to the extent of maybe they're saying they're not Muslim anymore. So right. this was shocking to me. I mean, you know me, I, I work in the field of dealing with atheism, but to see a local imam, someone who's, you know, of course you do international dawah, but you are a very local imam as well. You're dealing with real life right. issues, with family issues, etc. To actually hear that was shocking to me, subhanAllah. And then when I asked you, you're like, yeah, this is common, this is all. Yeah. Um, it's really very painful to talk about um, for many reasons because number one it shows how much work of that we did and it also indicates where we're heading right we uh, before we used to like I remember as a, as a you know a young um, man who, who was you know growing up growing up growing up this country um i remember when when we used to say this sister she just put a niqab on uh, that means she passed the age the, the stage of abaya the stage of mm -hmm. just a nice jilbab now she's putting niqab on she's putting gloves on um we were experiencing all oh, the brother mashallah now finally he's letting his beard grow his thaw is short so we were getting closer and closer and closer to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to the deen and the practice of deen uh, we were getting into the you know uh, the nawafil and the sunnah the small sunnah mm. you know how should i move my finger should i do this way should i do that way um you know should i do a tawarruk into the shahud should i just sit on so and then we were like, wow, we're getting there, we're getting there. And then um, I don't know where we went, but with the, all this confusion and fights over so-called menhaj uh, and labeling people. And then some people, especially some da'is, they decided to uh, not to push people too far and not to practice 100% Islam the way, you know, a, you know, a person. So let us meet them in the middle. Mm -hmm. But that middle uh, was not met. 
Like it became a, a slope. Compromising a lot. Yes, the... which let's say compromised a little bit. Perhaps they were following the, the you know, Ibn Taymiyyah has a beautiful, beautiful statement which was said, you know, min al-mustahab, tark al-mustahab li-ta'alif al-qulub. He say, it was likable is for you to leave that which is likable by Allah or lovable by Allah to bring the hearts together, right? So, for example, I'll give you an example. For, um, if you go to a Hanafi masjid where they see moving a finger, uh, which is considered to be a sunnah, it's, it's something that is bid'ah, then don't do, don't do it, right? Just to, for them to, to understand and they don't shut you like that. But Sheikh uh, Abu Ishaq al-Huwaini, he commented on the statement of Ibn Taymiyyah and he said, it is likable to leave that which is likable by Allah temporarily mm. to unite the hearts. So what would happen with this uh, um, uh, a layer of da'is, or English-speaking da'is, I think we, we thought by uh, compromising a little bit, bringing, you know, leave this, and leave this and be in the middle, we just we realized we were on a landslide. Mm. And now you can't stop it. And then, then that we have other parties who are throwing, you know, uh, you know <laughs> throwing, <laughs> I don't know what works to call on the da'wah itself. And then a lot of young people are like, you know, you guys are too much. Mm. You know, you guys, I don't know if I ever told you that a sister calls me and she said, you know, uh, first person that I listened to was you and you were talking about repentance and I like to then I turned my life around and you know I started putting the hijab on putting the abaya on putting everything mashallah according to Islam by and the way Sheikh subhanAllah just sorry to cut you but uh, I also got a message uh, from a sister subhanAllah from the States she was also saying you know uh, she wanted to pass the salam to you because one of your lectures uh, you were stood on a member and it really changed her, subhanAllah. But, you know, yes. So, the, it's true that, you know, speakers, when they speak, yeah. you know, they speak about Allah and His Messenger and definitely will touch uh, the hearts of the believers mm. because that's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know. Uh, but what happened with that particular sister, which was sad, and she calls me after seven years. Uh, she, she said, I went to the masjid to learn. Mm. And then, People saying, oh, you listen to this guy, you listen to that guy, he's a mubtadiyah, he's a mubtadiyah. And she got so confused that she bounced back from the whole deen. She just bounced back, said, For, keep the hijab, keep the salah, keep, mm -hmm. you know. I'm going back to what I used to do, which was last, you know, a lot less, you know, mm -hmm. stressful and confusion. You know, I like this person, I like to listen to him, I like, and now you, you're showing me all this. So we also had those into the mix. So what happened with a lot of youth, they just left the Islam, hmm. uh, and they said, forget it. And um, now, it became so common. Remember my point, before they were going up from hijab hmm. to abaya, abaya to niqab, gloves and all that, and now it's about, you know, just, you know, salah and, you know, Jum'ah, Eid, nothing. And then like, why do we have to worship God? You know, so it went, and that shows, that indicates what, where we're going, where are we going with this da'wah. Mm. So it is extremely dangerous. The saddest part is, uh, Brother John, is most of the da'is, they live in a little bubble, really. Mm. They live, 
in, in their own khilafah, mm. in their own little you know, masjid. Mm. And I'm not saying all, but some of the da'is. And they don't see that. Mm. They don't see that. But what they see is that the Jum'ah number is increasing. Mm. What they see that the number of Musallid is increasing. So they're more concerned about numbers, the quantity, rather than quality. Mm. But they don't see, yes, you have, if you, literally, let's say the city of Toronto, they say the Muslims around 750,000 in the city of Toronto. Mm. Now, if you combine all the massages, do we have 700,000 Muslims praying Jum'ah, for example? Mm. The answer is no. Yeah. Right? So the percentage of people mm. that come to you, they may be as, you know, administrator or imam, they may be large, but you're missing the greater, you know, number of Muslims mm. because you don't want to, you know, leave your little comfort zone. Are you finding a lot of these youth, they're, they're denying the existence of Allah or they just don't want to worship Allah? Like, they are you know, different. Do, do they still believe? Oh, no, 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 no. We're not talking about someone who's saying, I'm a Muslim, I'm a sinner, you know, I should pray. No, we're talking about people who say, no, number one, Muhammad is a liar, alayhi salam. Muhammad, you know, no. Number two, I don't want any organized religion, mm. right? I will very rarely come across of a Muslim who said, I don't want Islam, I'm a, you know, this religion. I moved on to a better religion or to a different religion. All of them, the best of them, they will say, they must be uh, a creator, mm. you know, but I don't know how to get to it. Mm. I don't know which one of you is telling the truth. So, that's... Do you think they're just using it as an excuse? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. However, but we gave them the platform, mm. right? We gave them the mm. platform. Um, and, and instead of teaching the pure Islam, we teach confusion. Mm. And a lot, of, a lot of us don't, don't mm. say, don't let, I don't want anybody to catch feelings and say, hey, now he's labeling us. Mm. But a lot of us, we, we don't teach the correct. And, and at the same time, we're more concerned about how much he memorized, mm. how much material that he has, mm. rather than how much of that he understood or she understood. Mm. I'd rather have a child who memorized 10, even 20, you know, alhamdulillah, juz amma, who really understand what they uh, memorize rather than someone with 30 Jews who don't understand anything about it. Mm. So there are confusion. At the same time, um, university, you know, that's where all the problem. Mm. And us as Imams, we really don't have, we don't have presence in where the da'wah should uh, take place. Mm. Like we're not on the streets, most of us, I'm not saying everybody, mm. yeah. we're not on the streets. We're not on in a university campuses. Mm. We're not in, a, you know, we're not. Mm. We are in our same masajid, you know, counseling this. Okay, before this young man got confused, where was I as an imam? Yeah. You know, where was I? What was my role? Mm. You know, where did you get this confusion from the, from the masjid or from outside? So, so you, you're preaching to the best of the community because so they're what, the ones in the Exactly. Masjid. And you satisfy. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. As an imam, you see this crowd and you're happy. Mm. But you should go after the one with the earrings. Mm. You should go after the one with no hijab. Yeah. You should go after the one with tattoos. You should go after the one with, you know. Those are the ones who need da'wah. Not this young boy, you know, who you see him every Friday halaqa or every Saturday class. That's, that's good. Maintain that. Yeah. But at least some of us should go mm. after those. Mm. Right? And if you go to universities, 
that's I think that is a, a testimony of the level of da'wah yeah. that we have. You know, in the UK, we, we was doing a lot of street da'wah, but we found, you know, college in, in, in England, college is like between 16 and 18, 19 mm -hmm. year olds. You know, this transition between high school and right. university. Right, right. I don't know what it is in, in Canada, but this 16 to 19 year olds, just before they reach the university level, right. they've not figured it out yet. Most of them believe in a creator. They're not shy about their religion. But once they're committed into university, you know, they've enrolled to a three to five year course. They're financially committed for that university degree. And most of them, they've chosen. They, they either become practicing in university and they find the dean in university, or this is where they go wild and they, they just leave, leave Islam. You know, a university is like, yeah, you need a lot of dawah there. But there needs to be a lot more dawah before university, before they've made their, them choices. I agree. Yeah. Those years are the years of confusion. I mean, yeah. a young person is growing and every day they go to a different stage in their life. Mm. And, you know, growing mentally, physically, emotionally, they, they, in a lot of, they themselves sometimes confused. They don't know what they want. They don't know what makes them happy. They don't know. They're still mm. figuring themselves out. And that's what I'm saying at the, at the foundation, in the masajid. That is where we should start from a young age. But let us start with them, something that they can you know, continue with and understand it. At the same time, um, you see a younger kids at the massages in Islamic schools and Islamic environment, but all the youth, like the age that you mentioned, they're not in the masajid. They're not in the Islamic events and conferences. Mm. And definitely, most of them, they won't be in Islamic event at university level. So we do have a small window with them, small window. Mm. That window, that's when you really need to inject all your imaniyat, all your spirituality, all the education, Islamic education, all the guidance, so they can you know, survive through the years of higher education. And I always say these professors and these people at the university level, they are professional in confusing these kids. Mm. And they, they themselves, they believe in something and they want, you know, you know pass on to these students who are mm. coming to them with, you know, clear heads, uh, clear mind, you know, they want direction. Mm. And these people, they say, oh, don't worry about God, God does not exist, it's just an illusion, mm. you know, somebody you, to control you. You were telling me about some, some youth who they, they chose to study Islam, Islamic studies. Yeah. And subhanAllah, that shocked me, Sheikh. But you, you know, you know, when you were saying that they would, they would, they went straight to the doubts of Islam. Yes. You know, they 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 went straight to things like slavery, uh, hijab. They were not covering the the basic. No, knowledge. because these universities, in my entire dawah, there's only one teacher in one of the college that I thought that I met, who was teaching the correct Islam. And he was a non-Muslim in in, in the University of Calgary. Um, everybody else was teaching uh, a slam that I was like, what, what are you talking about? Mm. And uh, again, it's a trap. Young people, they think, oh, it's an easy mark. I can get, I can get away you know, with, 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 with a good mark out of this class and Islam is basic, I know everything. And then they go to a completely different field. And again, this is as the da'is, as teachers, mm. we fail to inform these young people from young age so at least they say, oh, no, 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 I know, you know, this side of, your, of the story. So they go to university, 
And this professor is teaching them a chapter that we never talked about in the Masajids. Mm. We never, you know, uh, introduced to them. So to them, this is the source. This is the correct Islam. And when they come back, and they're like, Dad, Mom, what is this? Mm. You know, what about the hijab? What about inheritance? What about, you know, this? What about prisoners? What about slavery? What and then... You have to try to undo what the, the damage that the universities mm. did already, which is very difficult because, you know, when you have a clear mind, a pure mind, whatever settles down in the bottom, the that's the first thing and it will always be, always be the foundation. And mm. to remove that is a challenge. So what do we need to do to change it? How well, do we change the, our method of what, what needs to be done? The da'is, the imams, the, we really need to reform Reform the da'wah, I don't mean innovate. Hmm. That's not allowed. What I'm saying, while you're holding on to the principle of Islam, but at the same time, you got to be in tune with what is happening on the ground. You can't be teaching about, you know, you got to do this when you don't know what they're going through. Hmm. You, they, you don't know who they listen to. You don't know who they follow. You don't know any hmm. of this. How are you going to counter that? And then you, hmm. you bring a principle hmm. that was acceptable and applicable at the time of Ibn Taymiyyah. Yeah. You know, like, remember, I don't, I don't know, like some of the Middle Eastern country, you know, Islam then is different than Islam today. Hmm. You know, the way is complete. Everything changed. So yeah. you also have to change with the change. Hmm. Again, don't deviate from the teaching of mm. Islam, but try to maintain the need of the young people. Yeah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, وَكَذَلِكَ جَعَلْنَاكُمْ أُمَّةً That, you know, thus we made you a middle path nation. Mm. You don't go either extreme. You don't go, you know, everything is haram and you become haram police. And you don't go, everything is okay. Allah is ghafoor rahim You know, this is how, you know, uh, uh, deviant sects did before. The problem with that right now, and I see from some da'is, um, they, they can't even maintain mm. the level that they, they at. Mm. Every year they go lower. Like mm. they're not going, okay, let's go back to the principle mm. with these people that, you know, I already now I have them, mm. let me pick them up. Mm. It's more like that. I have them, let me go lower. Mm. And it's like, a, you know, a, a dark ocean. And you keep going deeper mm. and deeper and deeper away from the light of Islam to the point that you're the only light. So you start deviating, you start, you know, fabricating. Mm. And it's an extremely dangerous thing. And that's what I was telling you. You know, some of the da'is, now they want to water down Islam, but they water down too much that they mm. themselves are sliding to the slope. They mm. don't know where to stop. Yeah. And that's, that's dangerous. Mm. You know, I remember where when a beer was sunnah and I remember the same guys were saying well uh, you got to have a fist hmm. okay so that's we accept and then they were going, oh no 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 in this madhab and that madhab you should have a beer hmm. uh, it could be anything it could hmm. be any beer you know it could be uh, just a, just a laser size you know laser cut beer you know, and they're like, well, if you just have it little on your chin, that's, that's also acceptable. So, and at the end, it's like, well, it's not actually a must. Shakespeare, so, just to clarify, you don't shave your beard, do you? <laughs> No, actually, I don't. <laughs> because that's how much Allah gave you. <laughs> <laughs> because there was a, there's, I think you told me there's a brother, he, uh, he'd been shaving his, 
his, his beard to look like you, right? And, uh, it was a funny incident. The brother came to me. I was getting on the member running to the khutbah. And he said, hey, brother, I love your khutbahs. You know, I do everything. I wear your kufi and I wear your thaw. I even shave you. It's like a Pakistani, you know, uh, brown brother. You know, how brother brothers, brother, uh, brown brothers they have a lot of hair. He said, I shave my beard so I can look like you. I said, brother, come on. I used to dream having a thick beard. Wallahi, I, I was in my sleep and I'm thinking, I'm in a dream that we have a big, thick beard. MashaAllah, you know. <laughs> but that's how much Allah gave me. Yeah. Sheikh, um, I want to speak about a recent issue. Um, uh, it's, it's fairly, you would say, controversial. But I want to kind of just clarify um, this point, really, because, you know, in this day and age, we've got a lot of media trying to attack Islam, you know, and they try to pick on certain principles of Islam, one being uh, marriage, uh, you know, in Islam. Islam teaches that a man is permissible uh, to have, you know, four wives. Right. So I know recently in Toronto, there was a media crew going round, trying to kind of, you know, speak to different imams, trying to catch people out to see if imams are kind of doing second, third, fourth marriages within the mosque. You know, basically it's just to kind of create a lot of uh, confusion about Islam, try to make Islam look bad, etc. One of the things I was thinking is, of course, in the Western world, places like England, Canada, America, it's totally fine within their laws to have as many boyfriends and girlfriends as one pleases, you know. And this is something that is promoted in the media, it's promoted in, and, and praised and celebrated, you know, amongst the movie stars, the music stars, the music, the movies. You know, the, all the movies have a love story in them and the marriage is not included. So it's totally fine from a cultural perspective within the Western world that one can uh, have, uh, you know, uh, a, a, a partner outside of marriage and multiple partners, if, if you like. And then at the same time, they're kind of throwing dirt on Islam to try to make Islam look bad to say, well, you know, you allow four wives or, or, and this is, you know, not right, etc. When in reality, in, in the Western world, uh, they don't accept Islamic marriages in the first place, you know, because right. technically, uh, you know, the, an Islamic marriage done within the Western world. I mean, there was just a recent uh, court uh, decision uh, by a judge in the UK, which is, is ruled that the legal status of an Islamic marriage is that it's, it, 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 it's, not it's, valid. it's not valid. It, right. It's not legally binding. Uh, it's just like a... Uh, you know, under English law, which I'm guessing would be the same in Canada, it's just like a boyfriend and girlfriend. You know, so when we talk about so-called Islamic marriages in the West, it is basically legally boyfriend and girlfriend in that sense, as long as one doesn't register with the government, etc. But there's all this hype around, you know, this trying to throw dirt on Islam. And I just wanted to clarify, you know, to the people, you know, I want to talk about this subject because, you know, some youth have doubts about this, even some adults, some Muslims, you know, uh, and how does this fit into a modern day secular society? Let's go back a little bit about um, 
the beginning of uh, history in the teaching of the prophets, starting from uh, Noah he had more than one wife. Uh, Abraham had more than one wife. That, that confirmed the Bible and the Torah, both of them. Uh, David, or what we call um, Dawood, he had, he had more than Suleiman, or Suleiman, he had more. Uh, so it's not a, a new thing. It's not something that Islam uh, fabricated. It, it's something that existed way before Islam. Islam just carried on. The difference is, as Muslims, we cannot do what the nations before us did, which is by themselves abrogating the rules. You know, us, whatever we found in the Quran, we take it, we accept it. We, we, not, we don't have the authority to uh, filter it, you know, um, temper with it, change it, add it, we can't. If nations before us of, you know, whatever denomination, whatever religion, if they decided to take that from their own faith, that's their liberty, they, they have liberty in that, but we're not, we don't have that liberty in it as Muslims, we don't. Islam is, so when it comes to the now uh, in our era, as you stated, the second marriage, not marriage, nikah, mm. because there's a marriage which is the legal marriage, legal marriage mm. in Canada, in Europe, uh, in America, it's not allowed. Yeah. Legal marriage, which means uh, you go to the city hall, you get a, 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 what do you call an application, you fill the application, um, you get a marriage license. If you do two of that, that's illegal. That's a, a, as a, an act of, of uh, it's a crime. Yeah, bigamy, yeah. Exactly. In Islam, I mean, according to the system, they don't acknowledge the nikah that is done between, uh, between a husband and two wives or three wives or four wives. They don't mm. accept that in, in, the, in Canada or in America or in, in, the, in the West. They don't. Uh, as, you know, they don't acknowledge they acknowledge the existence of a mistress. They, a man can have more than one you know, girlfriend. They acknowledge that. Um, but they don't acknowledge them as you know, a married couple. So what I always say to the people who, who wants to get married, I say, you can't get married, you cannot have two marriage licenses because it's illegal. Mm. But if Islamically, is it, are we allowed to have more than one wife? You can't say no, mm. because Islamically you are allowed. That's part of your sharia. It's, it is not must. You know, this is very contradictory from the perspective because there, there are more women in the world than men in every society, apart from India, right. incidentally, because uh, the, uh, parts of India are known for killing uh, girls. The, the girls, yes. the baby girls. By the girl. way, it's illegal to have ultrasound for, before, before delivery because mm. Now, if you go to if your wife is pregnant in India, they can't tell you the gender of the child. Oh, because they will kill the, child, yeah. the girl if yeah. she's if if. if uh, yeah. So aside from India, you, in every country, statistically, there's more women than men. So when we're talking from an Islamic perspective, that that you know there's only one way to have intimacy, and that's through heterosexual marriage, you know, between a man and a woman. And so, in fact, Islam provides a solution for this issue in society. And that's the key word, solution. Mm. So this is a solution to an existing problem. Tell me any other way that you mm. can solve this problem. SubhanAllah. Tell me any yeah. other way. Jazakallah Khair, Sheikh. Um, 
Yeah, very insightful. Inshallah. I'm going to reserve my opinions. <laughs> I'm going to watch it back and see. see and uh, if I agree, if not, I'm going to write a PDF about you, Sheikh. So, <laughs> and I ask Allah to accept it from you and ask the people, you know, uh, to accept it from you as well. And, uh, you know, may Allah put good words in our mouth and good wisdom Ameen. in our Ameen. mouth. Ameen. <laughs> أحببت ولكن الله يهدي من يشاء. Thank you for listening to the Young Smirks podcast with me, John Fontaine. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and YouTube and all the other outlets. Like and subscribe and leave a comment. And also, please support us on the donation link below so that we can continue to give you quality podcasts. Thank you very much. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa barakatuh.